Oh, Margie, you're coming to New York. Why don't you tell us about that? What do you, why are you coming to New York? Just say, say hello to you, okay? Because I think that would be a nice thing. How are you, Roz? I'm fine, thank you. It's a long time no see. Yes. So I'm, uh, I've uh, been traveling all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I just came back from doing my southern trip in uh, Atlanta. And let me tell you, it was really hot there. Atlanta and Texas, insane. Uh, and but it was really exciting because there was a lot of wonderful actors. I had a huge amount of people show up in my seminar, and now I'm off to New York, my most favorite city of the world. You know, seeing that I'm a New Yorker. Well, tell me about your seminar. What's going to happen in your seminar? You know, it's it's more than a seminar, and I want to make that clear. On August 25th, I will be um, doing an evening with Marjorie Haper, and that what does that mean? That means that uh, I'm teaching people not just just where I stand up there and do a seminar, but I stand up and it's an interactive um, evening with me. So there will be people coming up to uh, to work with me, um, and I will be choosing people from the audience. But more than that, it's going to teach people to stop acting and live the life. And too many people go to acting classes and they become actors. Uh, they come to me to be human beings again. And okay. that's very different. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I as you know, because you... Uh, have one of your actors that came from L.A., from New York, excuse me, from New York, who I adore, um, is, uh, it's, she, it's like a whole different world for her here now. Mm-hmm. Because she's, you know, she's booking and she's enjoying the experience of living the life. It's been a wonderful experience for her. So I want to teach that to New Yorkers. And I need them to show up and be there and, and, um, and learn to uh, jump out of their safety box. And I think most people need to understand what that means. I don't know, you know, you, you know, I wrote a book, How to Get the Part Without Falling Apart. Okay. And this book has uh, been on, on most people's bookshelves for many years. I don't teach the book the way I did 10 years ago. Now I teach it much more about living in your heart, in your stomach, and in your vagina or penis, depending who you are. I assume you have a vagina, but, you know, mm-hmm. people have different things. So you live in that life and you don't live in your head. I think most people that live in their head, that's why they have such problems with auditioning. Mm-hmm. Even though this seminar is about auditioning, which it is, and teach in cold reading, and if you ever want to come to Los Angeles, you know, you need to, you, some people have three or four um, auditions a day. I call them the slices of life. Mm-hmm. And they don't have time to work on it the way they would do if they were actually prepared. They need to have something that they, a, a method to be able to do it quickly and thoroughly. Not just thoroughly and not just quickly. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is an opportunity for everybody to learn that. So I'm excited about coming. Why don't you talk about sort of how industry has changed and how your teaching has changed because of it? Well, I just think that there's, it's very, very competitive. A lot, of, a lot of people here are, and there's lots of different things also happening at the same time. There are lots of webinars. I just did a web audition yesterday with a webisode, excuse me, a webisode uh, with someone, and I, I have so many actors going up webisodes now. Uh, then I have people that are just coming back. I have people like Sophia Bush, who's been on One Tree Hill, who called me um, yesterday, and she's flying in for an audition today for me to work with her on a new movie with Denzel Washington. So even though she's on a series, she has to fly into L.A. to work with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have people that are um, just uh, going on auditions for cable shows. and it's a, it's a huge industry now. I don't think 
that I that I have changed my way because of that. I think I've changed my way because I have grown and been and more evolved as a human being. So mm-hmm. I teach people to be more evolved as a human being instead of just being an actor. So even though my teaching is similar to what I used to do, mm-hmm. is much more organic, and but yet continues to have structure. And that discipline and that structure is something that students don't have. Or if they have that, then they're in their head too much. Right? So, uh, you know, if there's a, you're familiar with Colin Aglesfield? Well, Colin Aglesfield just didn't move. Well, like, there's a good story for everybody here. Yeah, he is an actor that's been studying with me for seven years. He's been on many, many series. His last series was Melrose Place. And when he got off that show, he spent a year and a half literally just studying with me all the time and learning to go go back to what I teach, which is the relationships more important than the story, and it's all about I and this person living this life. And we spent six weeks. But the bad thing about the film is that you can actually audition for many, as you well know, it can take many, many weeks instead of one or two days. Mm-hmm. This was many, many weeks, and every day he and I had an opportunity to experience and live that life um, instead of making it about the scene. Uh, and he he looks like Tom Cruise. Anyway, he ends up booking the movie, which is a big movie. It's out right now. It's called Something Borrowed with Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin. Okay. And it was so successful. And I was at a basketball game last night, and the entire time they had on the screen Something Borrowed. They saw him, like, you know, with these thousands of people watching, uh, watching it. It was hysterical. But here's the thing. Then we got a chance to work for six weeks together on the movie. So not only did I work on the audition, but the movie. And then he just booked a movie with Andy Garcia, and he's out in Brazil. And he, he texted me. He said, Margie, uh, this is the best time of my life. Thank, it's all thanks to you. And I now really know how to live the life. Mm-hmm. That's, the whole, that's the whole point. So I want to teach everyone, if they get, you know, to, to do that, have an opportunity to experience that with me. Uh, next week, next Thursday night, a week from tonight, for God's sake, a week from tonight. <laughs> and get over it. So, can you give me some what you might offer an actor who might be living not in New York or not in LA, but just listening to the podcast? What could you offer them in terms of how they might improve themselves in their work? Well, I think that, that first of all, you need to every day be exploring your imagination. Mm-hmm. Every day, just even sitting wherever you are at a coffee shop, at an airport, and observe. the way you can improve your craft is by really exploring your imagination. That's a huge thing. And you can explore your imagination by literally every day doing something, whether you're taking a walk and observing people and going to an airport. I love going to an airport and sitting down and watching people come in and as they give each other hugs and kisses and, you know, and then you can develop the whole story about their lives. Using your sensory work every day, sense of smell and taste. These are daily things you can do to help yourself. And because what people tend to do, whether you live in New York or, or don't live in New York or, or um, L.A., um, even people that live in New York and L.A. are too busy uh, wanting to learn how to do scenes. And they're not, that's not improving themselves. They have to learn to be human beings. So... When you get a chance so to whether you're to create and to make uh, yourself believe circumstances, that, that, that's done through your imagination. So I definitely believe you should work on your imagination while you're not in classes. Great. And then 
And what other things can you do in terms of, suppose you're in class, what might you do? What might you think about? Well, if you're in classes, then, you, then the whole concept is that you need to, to be very specific in breaking down the slices of life. You read it over and you look through it and then you come and then you, then you put it down and then you create the life and then you go through the 10 steps. In my book, which is you can get at my studio or at Amazon or whatever, how to get the part without falling apart, there are 10 step methods. And if you go through those 10 steps, you at least have uh, a structure to be able to use in order to figure out how to uh, attack this material, as you would call it. I don't call it that way. I think of it as a slice of life. But when you're able to do that, then, then you have something to hold on to. And always remember that the relationship is more important than the story. Mm-hmm. When you say the relationship is more important to the story, can you give us an example of, of how that works? Okay. Well, most people will come in and they will uh, know the story. They say, okay, my, my, uh, it's, I'm, so, I'm mad at my sister because my sister um, has really... Just she's left and she doesn't come home and she's she's taking drugs and all this stuff. So I'm going to come in there and I'm going to tell my sister that she's got to stop what she's doing. So now the actor will start to work on it and uh, create it and and know what maybe know the lines and know what the story's about. And then when she he or she walks in, uh, they will instead of making the relationship with the sister more important, they will think of the circumstances in the story. And then when that happens, is it causes you to play the idea mm-hmm. and instead of being being available to what's going to happen in the present. So the relationship stops you from playing your idea of what you think it's about. Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay, that's really, it's really, what people don't get is they, they, they want to do the character, they want to build the character, they want to build the story, they want to build the circumstances, they walk into the room and they are not present because the relationship is not as important to them than their homework, the story, and the character. You have to leave that alone and trust it and make the other person more important than you. So that's a great thing that you brought up about character. Sometimes you get a script and you might see some, um, or a breakdown, you might see some notes about who this person is in the story. And how would you reconcile that with who you are? Well, you're always using you, but you're not being you. Mm-hmm. So if you're using you, you have to look at the similarities between yourself and this person, and then you look at the, and then you also then start to experience and explore the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you cannot make the character um, one place and you're someplace else. You are inside that person, and that's what makes it exciting. Is that you are different than everybody else by letting yourself come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you reconcile by saying, okay. Um, what's similar to me and what's different than me, but make sure I acknowledge the similarities and use those similarities. And then stop building what's different through my imagination and through whatever information is given to me through the script. That's really interesting because sometimes, you know, um, actors always have questions when they feel that the part that they're going in for isn't close to who they are. Right. Especially when um, you have uh, people who are in their early 20s and they're auditioning, say, for, um, you know, a, a DA, a legal professional, people who are very accomplished well, in their really careers. Well, that's really funny because I just have I write my class. This is Wednesday, my Wednesday class, my Wednesday master class. And that's exactly what happened. My student, Daryl, went up uh, for, to audition or he went to live the life of a 
of a guy who's a assistant DA. Never in his life would he ever think that he's assistant DA because he doesn't look like that. He doesn't seem like that. He's very young. This guy was supposed to be older. And the truth is, I, I said to him, you bring who you are. There isn't a mature part of Daryl. There's a part of you, Daryl, that has, that, that has um, a lot more structure than you think you do. But don't sacrifice and try to play a lawyer because it's not going to work. Playing a lawyer is going to just be like everybody else. Anyway, he went in and he booked it. He was so excited. He said, Margie, I just, I just did the, lived the life and I trusted that I was enough and I didn't try to be this guy that they wanted me to be. But I brought in the things about me that makes me believe that I can live this life. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was exciting that it just happened uh, last week and that he, 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 had no, he did not believe he could ever live this kind of, or live this character, be this person. Mm-hmm. He, and he did and he got it. That's great. And so how do you, it's really interesting because there's so much going on in a, in a scene for an actor at one time, especially when you're working on set. And How do you um, advise people to deal with um, a director who's asking for a result? You know, I want tears here. Okay. Well, first of all, you have to reinterpret everything a director, casting director, or anybody else says to you. Just because they say to you, more energy, or do it quicker, or tears here, all those things, you have to reinterpret what is necessary. And when, when, you, when someone says more energy, what they're saying is more urgency, all right? And, and when they're saying they want emotions here, you have to go back to being specific about your images and a trigger that you've learned to help you to understand that um, particular way to connect with that, with your personalization. But um, you can't do it technically. Now, it's all about being, it's all about knowing who you are, with your triggers, with your personalization, and your imagination. Um, so you do not try to do what the director says. You reinterpret it as to really what it is that this lit person that you are living is, going, is happening at that moment. I don't believe in using, thinking of it as a scene. I don't believe it as thinking of it as a job. You know, you've got 45 um, auditions a year. You know, to me, it's 45 different opportunities to live 45 lives. Mm-hmm. Why you do this? So whether you're going on set or not going on set, to me, it's living a life. Mm-hmm. And if someone's going to tell me technically how to do it, I'm going to change that into what what I, the specific is going on with me in the life of the person. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, um, what about creating a role over time? When sometimes you um, you might be cast in a film and you know that you're in it. But you're not shooting for the next until you know six weeks later. So how do you advise actors to sort of use their time effectively to create the life as this person over time? Okay. Um, this is exactly what happened with, with uh, Colin. Okay, so when I worked with Colin for six weeks during the audition, and then worked with him for six weeks or seven weeks actually when he had the shoot, every day. Colin and I, well, first of all, we worked together, but even when we didn't, every day he spent time saying, this is the time I'm going to be in the day living this life. And then when he wasn't living it, he was, he was objectively knowing that. But when you, are, when you do it, you have to say to yourself, oh, this is exactly what um, I would be doing if I was living this life at this moment. I answer the phone like that. I would go to the store and go to the grocery store and, uh, and be like that. So you're actually wearing the life of the person, not just on the audition. You do that anyway, not just when you're shooting, but throughout the time of the day. And you're very specifically know you're doing that. 
And what about memorizing lines? How, do you have any advice for um, to tell people how they might memorize lines? Well, let me talk about that first, okay? Um, as in my book, How to Get the Part Without Falling Apart, I teach people not to memorize the lines, but to use a phrase technique when you're auditioning. Um, because when you memorize your lines, you solidify. It gets, you get, actually, what happens is it becomes more about, oh, God, I have to remember my lines. And when you screw up the line, all of a sudden you go, oh, shit, where am I? And you don't know, and it's, it just snowballs into this chaotic, horrible feeling that you are in quicksand. But when you actually allow yourself to use the paper, which is a technique that I will introduce people to on Thursday night, August 25th, then you get a chance to understand how you how to use this, and it's not uh, necessary to memorize. When you are on this, but as you're going along, and getting to know it more and more, as you start living the person, it becomes much easier to to know the lines because you're now making it part of your language. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any point when um, when people just sit down with the script and just literally memorize? Like, what do what techniques have you seen actors use? Okay, well, for um, getting off book. To me, to me, that to me, when you get to the point where they where they want you to memorize it. When, the cat, when you're at the network level or if they say to you, we want you off book, um, my thing is to memorize it the same way um, that the, I teach the phrase technique, is to memorize it in thoughts. Mm. So to me, it all works the same, whether you're memorizing the thoughts or you're doing phrases and thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you know because you're on, you're on set a lot. You know, you, you work a lot. You probably have some great tools that you use as well. You know, it's so funny because I think, like, as a teacher, I feel so much stronger than I do as an actor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as an actor, you know, I'm the same mess everybody else is. But I think because um, because I teach a lot, it makes me able to work very quickly yeah. and very com- very comfortable with um, with working quickly. And I think that helps me book a lot of jobs. But I feel like um, when I'm actually doing the job, I feel a shift like, oh, my God, I'm still an actor? Oh, my, sh- oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but that's why an actor has, that's why a therapist is a therapist. That's why I was your acting coach for years. Yes. You have somebody who actually can help you because it's very hard to do it on your own. It is. You know, I mean, you. When I met you how many years ago? Oh, my gosh. It was um, 1996, I think we said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're doing your show on um, Seven Guitars, and and uh, and that's how you then you started teaching for me, and yeah. So you you uh, you know the process, and the process uh, you it's always good to have somebody who's going to help you through it, and that's uh, and because it's hard to be sometimes uh, totally subjective. Oh, very much, and you know every director that I encounter works so differently. Sometimes people, you know, really are insistent about a certain result or very rigid about um, sometimes the pictures that we're making. And then sometimes people are in the minutia about the choices that you're making or the line readings that you're giving. And it can all feel very oppressive. So, and you never know what kind of person you might be running into. I did have the last experience I had on the set of White Collar was really great because this guy was a really rare breed because he was a complete actor's director where he was just really playing with um, the how. And, you know, we got to do it lots of different ways. And um, That's very fortunate. 
Yeah, it was really rare, and so my, my it was very friend, playful. My friend who taught was my mentor, mm-hmm. as I am many men- mentors to many people. Um, yours at one time. Yes, uh, my, of course. My uh, mentor was Corey Allen. Mm-hmm. Corey Allen was in Rebel Without a Cause, and he uh, was uh, amazing. I mean, he just died. Of, I don't know if you knew that. He just died last year. Yeah, you and, did. Um, what a great man. And he, it was hard for him to do television because he was an actor's director. Mm-hmm. And they had always run out, run out of, you know, the budget was always hard for him. <laughs> but he wanted an Emmy for uh, Angelian Stories. But he was always about the actor, not about the technical part. I think that's very hard to find that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rare, and it's such a pleasure. Very rare. It's a pleasure, it is. But then, you know, I, I work a lot of people, I'm sure, with people, I'm sure you do too, um, so that, you know, when they're on the set, they don't feel like they're just responsible for the technical part. And, I, and that was what's great about when I when working with people that they need to go further than what, what the director's capable of doing because of time and because of knowledge. I mean, directors come to my seminars. Agents are coming to my seminars this Thursday. I mean, I have a lot of agents coming Thursday night to the seminar because they need to be educated. Yes, they do. You know, they don't know what they're doing. So uh, hopefully everybody um, that will be hearing this from New York or from Boston or from or come in and learn about the stuff. It's a pretty exciting evening. Absolutely. I am happy to present this as a bonus episode. Um, it'll be available on Everything Acting Podcast as well as my new app, iRise, free in iTunes. Excellent. So I'm um, going to get this out as fast as I can because we want to fill up the class and hopefully... People will find benefit from hearing uh, how you help people, you know, create the life. Well, you know, I mean, from the times of teaching Brad Pitt, which Brad was my big major person actor, uh, to Halle Berry, to Hedlick, Lockley, to all these people in the old days, now teaching, you know, Sophia Bush, um, when Sophia Bush was on one, before she did One Tree Hill, she took my weekend, I had the audition, had the audition with me, and then she booked it that week. And that's the exciting thing to me. This is why people ask me, why do you do this? So because I love changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. Love making human beings think human beings again, not actors. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, whether it be Vince Vaughn and all the successful people that, are hap- that have happened in my life, or whether just people that are just starting. Because in Los Angeles, I have a huge uh, studio that has all different you know, levels. Mm-hmm. Beginning to be advanced. You know, they, they come to L.A. But I go all over the world and Wherever I teach, whether it be Indonesia last year or Berlin or, you know, my southern route, whatever, people, actors are all the same. They want to impress, and they have to change that. They need to express, not impress. Well, that's a great thing to remember. Say it again. I said actors need to express, not impress. And that is what the major difficulty is. Once you learn it's about communication, it's so much easier. And, I'm hope, and hopefully I'll see you there in New York. I can't wait to see you, Ron. Uh, I can't wait to see you. I am really looking forward to it. We have exciting things going on here. Uh, did, Margie, did you hear my good news? I got voted uh, best on-camera class by Backstage this year. Excellent. New York. Yeah, I was very excited. Very cool. Very so, cool. Well, you see, just keep following my footsteps and I'll follow yours. <laughs> Well, it was just really exciting because I've gotten to meet a lot of new people and be experimenting more with classes and ways of teaching and ways of reaching people. It's really fun. 
So anyway, I think that's it. Go ahead and say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye, audience. I miss you, Sarah. Looking forward to seeing you Thursday night, August 25th, 7.30 to 10.30 at Actors Connection. That's 7.30 to 10.30 at Actors Connection. And my website is margiehaber.com. M-A-R-G-I-E-H-A-B-E-R.com. If you look it up, you'll get to know all about me. And I can also say that if anybody from Roz that gets this particular thing, I will give a discount. The class is supposed to be 120 You get $100. All you have to do is mention Roz. And, we'll, we'll, uh, and my phone number here at the office is 310-854-0870. That's 310-854-0870. So either call us or email us, and it's a week away, so get on that phone as soon as you can, and we'll give you the Roz, Coleman, Williams, whatever your name, the whole name, uh, discount. Oh, Margie, thank you so much. On behalf of my audience, I thank you for that because that's a really special thing, you know. Yes, well, it's for you and for them. Oh, great. Okay, you guys, so go out there and um, have great auditions. Special discount for the Margie Haber Seminar. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, audience.